Bruce, first thing, I know this is kind of be a sad time a little bit. Rod Bramblett, who yeah. is the voice of Auburn for many years, yep. couple, more than a couple of decades. Well, just if I were to bring it close to home, you know, it's just like uh, you know the relationship that we have with Bob Kessling, mm-hmm. the voice of the Tennessee Vols. And uh, uh, we work together every day. You know, we, we, we uh, Rod and I are together 90 minutes before every Auburn basketball game, talking about how we have a chance to win this game, and, and you're with him afterwards, and you travel together, and you know each other's families. And, and he was a friend and a colleague, and uh, and uh, he died tragically on Saturday, you know, so he's gone. Uh, he and Paul are better off, our world is not, and um, you know, I'm grateful to all the fans throughout the SEC that have contributed to the GoFundMe page. Um, he leaves a 20-year-old daughter and a 15-year-old son, and the one thing that they will always be told for out, you know, for a long time is just how how nice their folks were, how good they were. Um, Rod loved Paula, and he was never uh, embarrassed or ashamed to tell it. And Rod loved his kids, and, and vice versa. So, a terrible loss for the Auburn Tigers. Uh, Final four. That had to, I, I got to ask you this: <laughs> a couple of years ago. Uh, there was a coach at South Carolina that when he walked in the room after making the Final Four, Frank Martin got a standing ovation. Did you get one from your fellow coaches? No, no. What? I mean, come on, man. I, I'm not. I'm not even. I'm not like eligible for those awards. I'm just. I'm just. Just. I, I'm just an easy guy to not like, except by my home fans. Like, remember, when I always talked about Tennessee. Like, I didn't care about being popular in the SEC, but I wanted to be popular with the Tennessee Vols. And I don't care about being popular in the SEC. I want to be Auburn Tigers. Uh, a favorite coach. So, uh, no, that's just that's just that's just not how it is. Tell me about that ride, making the final four. When did you think your team was good enough to do that? You know, when we beat Tennessee at home uh, in the last game of the regular season, uh, I, I knew we really had done something because Tennessee played very well that day. Uh, Rick had his team ready to go. They came to win the SEC championship, and they played lights up. Um, and at halftime, when we were able to c- close a double-digit lead down to, like, six, I thought, oh, gosh, we are Because, re- I mean, it was like a prize fight, and we're going up against the champion, and, and the champion was, was, was throwing punches. And, but the champion didn't, hadn't, wasn't able to knock us out. We hung in there. And so from that point forward, I thought we had a chance. Now, we get to the SEC tournament. You've got, you got, to, you got to have some breaks. The number one break we get is Tennessee has to play Kentucky, on Saturday afternoon in an absolute battle real battle royale and they have a great win and it's about six o'clock at night and they've beaten Kentucky and in and and at noon the next day they got to play another game and that was not easy for them and we were able to take advantage of that situation because of our depth. now that was the fourth game for us the third game for them so we 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 certainly earned it but that was a break. And then when we went to uh, the SEC uh, NCAA tournament, you know, we really should have gotten upset in a 5-12 matchup by New Exo State. But yeah. uh, we didn't execute down the stretch again, and it, it almost cost us. But uh, to then beat Kansas, North Carolina, and Kentucky, three in a row. It's never been done three in a row. Arizona did that one time when they won the national championship, but never has you beaten three, three in a row like that. Mm-hmm. The three winningest programs in the history of our game. Um, yeah, that was a special run. Your, your guards, uh, Harper and Brown, uh, obviously were terrific during that point. But also I thought uh, Okiki was really strong for you as well. Yep. He gets hurt. How much do you think that impacted you? Well, um, it impacted us in, in, in a big way. Uh, first of all, um, 
we were very fortunate to then beat North Carolina in that game. There's there's 11 minutes left to go in the second half. We have about a 14-point lead, but our best player is out. He's got 20 and 10 at that point and was dominated in this matchup. Carolina, the window was still open. And then at a period of about 90 seconds, Daniel Purifoy knocked down three threes. And that just sealed the deal for us. In addition, we continue to, we continue to, continue to play well. I think the, 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 the next thing that happened was this. If I had Schumer, everybody says if you had Schumer, you won the national championship. I want to dispel that, and here's why. If I had Schumer when we play in Kentucky in the Elite Eight, I probably would have gone to that matchup some because it's Schumer. P.J. Washington would have been covering, kind of like Grant Williams would have covered Schumer. And that may not have been my best matchup, but because I didn't have Chuma, I had to go elsewhere. And as a result, we went to Brown and Harper on a regular basis, and Kentucky's young freshman guards, those three young guards, who were all really good and all really talented, just couldn't stay in front of my little quick guards. Mm-hmm. If I had Chuma, I may not have game-planned it that way. It helped us beat Kentucky. Now, certainly you get to the Final Four, and it would have been unbelievable to have him uh, in that, in that uh, setting. But... We didn't. What impressed me also about you was that you really didn't get that much out of Wiley. Right. And and Purifoy was not real consistent, yeah. yet you still had a heck of a basketball team. Yeah, we had a great team and we had great depth. And, you know, Jimmy, if you remember back in our days, and, and we worked together a lot, um, how important. Remember the bench mob? The bench yeah. mob that, that uh, mm-hmm. Juwan Smith created? Um, you know, teams want to say, uh, say what you will about experience winning, and I get that. But I think depth wins too. And we all have it. Some of us choose to use it. And I thought playing our bench and being committed to playing nine and ten guys throughout the season. A lot of coaches, they you know, talk they short they shorten their bench in the playoffs. Look at the NBA playoffs. Yeah. Those guys and I just I just don't agree with it. I just don't I don't believe in it. And I think teams get they lose sometimes because they get exhausted. And at the end of the season we were fresh. Now you have to be good enough to be able to put yourself in that position, but I thought our depth was our key. You've done a lot of great things as a basketball coach. Is the Final Four the epitome for you? Is that the, the greatest moment you've had as a coach, or is there something yeah. else? No, I, you know, obviously the graduation of kids, the kids coming back with their families years later, telling stories about how they they hate they couldn't stand you when they played for you, but but now they kind of figured out some of the method of the madness. Um, winning a national championship in Southern Indiana was obviously very special. Um, you know, the, the, the some of the games against Kentucky, um, uh, the one-two matchup at Memphis, things like that. Um, but as far as coaches' recognition is concerned, getting to the Final Four is obviously is it. That's that's pretty much you know where it's at. And uh, doing it at Auburn, you know, doing it at a place where um, you know what we're not supposed to be able to do it. You know, we're not supposed to be able to win it in basketball at Auburn. And we're winning in basketball at Auburn, and, and that's very, very satisfying to me. Well, you made Charles Barkley happy. Boy, he was happy. <laughs> and, I, and I'll tell you, Jimmy, I've had the good fortune of working at Tennessee and Auburn. I'd say I can't imagine two better places in the SEC. I just can't imagine anybody any better than that. Um, you had Kenny Smith on the set from North Carolina, Clark Keller on the set from the Ohio State University, and Charles Barkley from Auburn. But it was Charles dressed up in the gear and with the balloons and with the orange and blue color. <laughs> Cam Newton wears the Auburn thing on his sleeve. Bo Jackson wears the Auburn thing on his sleeve. Charles Barkley wears it. There's something about Auburn that is very, very special and very, very unique. And uh, Tennessee had it too. You know, you could see that with Peyton and, and 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 so many other greats that have played at Tennessee. So I'm very fortunate to have been at both places. From a coaching perspective, does it give you some gratification 
that you were able to win the way you did. You, you did it with guards, and you didn't have a ton of inside help right. at times. Uh, you've, you've had inside players that have been beneficial, but just from the standpoint of being able to figure out a way to win with your players, mm-hmm. regardless of injuries along right. the way, that's got to be satisfying you as a coach. It is. Um, you know, when I was at, like my team, let's take our teams at Tennessee. Early, we, we had some great speed and, 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 and quickness, and we pressed like crazy early on. We always were able to shoot the ball with Chris Lofton. There were times we had great point guard play. And our best season, as far as the Elite Eight was concerned, was my fifth year there when we had great size. And we had you know, Brian Williams and, and Wayne Chisholm and Kenny Hall, and, 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 and we, were, we were pretty big in the front line, and we didn't press much. And yet that team went as far as any team. J.P. Prince was my three-man, my small forward. So, um, yeah, you've got to be – Hayden Fry, who I work with at Iowa, a great football coach at Iowa. He said, look, scratch your itches. You've got to be able to play to the, to the talents of your, of the, of your personnel. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and so, yeah, from that standpoint, it was pretty satisfying.